You are listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano, session number 18. In this session, I will help a young engineer create a plan to change his engineering career path from one engineering discipline to another. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Fasano. I welcome you to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. As a thank you for listening, you can visit engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash free gift, put in your name and email address, and I will send you in three separate emails, detailed emails, the three key tools that I use to become a partner in an engineering firm at the young age of 27, and I hope you can take advantage of that. I have an awesome topic for you today. It's about how to change from one engineering discipline to another, which I get so many emails and questions about. So today I work with a younger engineer on the show coming up on the coaching segment who has that problem and I help him to create a plan to actually realize his dream of getting into the environmental engineering field. But before I jump in, and I will jump in shortly, I want to talk real briefly about the Institute for Engineering Career Development meetup that we had in Austin, Texas a few weeks ago. I'm still really pumped up about it and I've actually taken all the information from the meetup and put it on my website for you in a summary For those of you out there who couldn't make it, can go and check it out. And that's at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Austin. We had about 15 engineering leaders there, and we broke down in that blog post, I broke down some of their thoughts, some of their quotes, some of the books that they recommended. We also had a top personal development expert, Brett Harward, there, and I summarized his talk as well in bullet points and linked up to his book there. And the information is there. And for those of you that are IECD members, we're also working on getting the videos onto our private network, so we should see those soon. So I'm not going to go into too much detail there. The information is there for you to check out. What I want to do right now is jump right into the coaching segment of the show because we're getting back to that this week, coaching a young engineer on how to switch disciplines. It's go time. All right, now it's time for the coaching segment of today's podcast. And with me today, I have a guest, a younger, aspiring environmental engineer, Ben from New York. And Ben contacted me with the challenge of trying to go from one discipline in engineering to another. And I'm going to briefly read you his couple of lines from his application, then I'll let him describe it in his own words. Hello, Anthony. I am a bioengineer by training, having graduated in 2006 from Binghamton University. I've been working a bit in the biotech world, but mostly in the IT context. One of my first jobs out of school and then IT outside of the biotech world too. What I'm interested in at the moment is learning more about entering the environmental engineering world. I want to better the world by applying my engineering skills and maybe developing more skills. I think I need help expanding on my goals as well as guidance on the next steps. All right, Ben. So first of all, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thanks, Anthony. It's good to be here. So why don't you start off by describing for me and our listeners uh, a little bit of kind of expanding on you know what I just read from your application and tell me kind of where you're at and, and what you're really looking to get help with today. Yeah, um, I think it all kind of goes back about uh, 
probably like 12 years ago or so, um, I had a bunch of friends that started this organization um, called Operation Groundswell. And what it was is this organization where they, they said it was backpacking with a purpose. And they would go to different countries around the world and do, you know, sort of provide services to those um, countries just kind of help out whatever they and in whatever way they could they did a soccer camp in some place they built um they helped build a couple bathroom bathroom facilities in another place and i just found that really inspiring and so ever since then i kind of had my radar up for other interesting missions and came across these water well projects that they do in haiti and kenya and other countries throughout the world and i thought wow, I really want to be a part of that. I want to I want to go somewhere and, you know, bring the supply of clean water to places that don't have it. You know, what important work to be doing. So, yeah, I was like, I wanted to be a part of that. Okay, that's great. That actually sounds a lot kind of like Engineers Without Borders. Yeah. You know, sounds similar and they're, they're, sounds like they're both, oh, I know Engineers Without Borders is a great organization. So, all right, so, so I understand that. So basically... You had this, you know, this track in, in kind of biotech, but then you talk to some friends and what they're doing, getting out there, making a difference, seeing the world kind of sounded more interesting to you and it was inspiring. And so that's what kind of triggered this idea, correct? Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Okay. So tell me what your biggest challenge now is in realizing that dream of kind of going from the biotech and the IT stuff you've been working on into the environmental world? Is it the job? Is it the goals? Or, you know, tell me what's really holding you back. Well, yeah, I think um, my sense is a couple of things. I think I have some sense of my goals, but I do want to lay them out more clearly. You know, even like literally putting them up on the wall, I think would be great. But then it's also that income. You know, right now I'm working really part time and I'm not making as much as I'm spending. So I need, I need more income. And, you know, I don't really have much experience in that world of engineering yet. So, well, practically none. So I don't think I can get a job there yet doing, you know, interesting um, sort of environmental engineering projects. Um, I might have to take a, an IT project or an IT job right now, just, you know, to kind of cover my income. So just kind of figuring out, you know, where to start and how to sort of make that transition sort of while making enough income along the way, not just jumping into a volunteer project because, you know, you're not getting paid for that. So it's kind of where I'm at. That's great. Those are really clear kind of challenges that we can jump into here. And I think that this is a very interesting topic for those of you out there because I think a lot of engineers fall into this category of, I'm not doing the exact kind of engineering I want to do. I want to be doing something else that I'm more passionate about, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. I don't have enough income to just leave and take a chance at it. I don't have the experience to get the job. So I think these are very typical challenges when when someone is trying to kind of change over into another discipline. So let's kind of take them on one at a time. Let's start with the first one and talk about your goals a little bit. You explained to me already that your friend's kind of turned you on to this through their backpacking venture, the Operation Groundswell. So tell me, Ben, again, and I know you touched on a little bit, but reinforce it for me as to why you want to do these this type of work. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of like what you talk about on a lot of your shows, like the passion. Doing something I love will 
I'll just be able to keep doing that work. I'll want to wake up. It'll be, it'll be a great motivating factor, um, you know, to do the work I'm doing every day. Um, and I think it's just such an important thing. I think that, you know, for people to not have clean drinking water when it like lives, maybe, I don't know, a hundred feet below the ground, it's just like kind of such a shame that they don't have access to that. So I feel like these are like solvable projects that we can do to really, you know, sort of, um, balance out and sort of equalize the the distribution of resource in the world and just get people across the board what they need. Um, so I feel, I kind of feel like I almost have a responsibility to do that because I kind of get enough of what I need. So I kind of feel like it's only fair that, you know, I see to it that other people get what they need too. Okay. Well, that's great. So it sounds like you're pretty clear on that. I mean, you, you want to help people. You want to use your skills. You want to use your knowledge. You want to use your education to kind of give back to people that aren't as fortunate and help them, which is which is excellent. That sounds like a very strong why that you have. Now, let's think about like your hard goals. So meaning in order to accomplish this, let's come up with a couple of goals that you can see that are real actual goals that you need to accomplish to get this done. Well, give me a couple. Well, you mentioned Engineers Without Borders, and I don't know how, I think that they're a little more sort of flexible there in terms of how much hard experience you need to have. So I might be able to get into a project there and get some experience. But um, if I'm to really learn like the skills that I want to learn, I feel like it would be joining an engineering firm, you know, and sort of working in wastewater treatment or something along those lines. And um, I think my understanding now is that I probably need a master's in environmental engineering or at least some, um, university coursework okay. to, um, to sort of qualify me for a position in a, in a, in an engineering firm. Okay. So let's break this down a little bit. So basically Ben has identified what his kind of his passion is and he wants to achieve it. He's identified that the thing that he'll have to do ultimately to achieve this passion is to get work in the engineer get work in the environmental engineering field and get a job there which makes a lot of sense and he's also identified that in order to do that he's most likely going to need to obtain a master's degree or some coursework some i guess graduate coursework beyond uh, the typical engineering degree in the environmental field and some other experience like engineers without borders might be helpful all right so so i definitely agree with that now we can kind of dive into how some of the steps to achieve these goals and how you might achieve them. And I think that one of the things that you have to think about, Ben, and everyone out there listening should also think about this, is that you always want to stay open-minded and you always want to understand what your, what your why is and understand that there's multiple ways most likely of achieving that. So Ben's why is obviously he wants to help people that aren't uh, that don't have everyday things like water that we take for granted and you know, in maybe in less fortunate areas or developing countries. So the question is, is how can Ben achieve that? And I think that a job will definitely potentially help you to achieve that. And of course, it's going to have to be the right job because it sounds to me, Ben, like like is part of what you want to do traveling and going to these other countries or is it just generally getting into the environmental engineering field? I, I do think it is, um, you know, getting to interact with those communities in the other countries. Yeah. Now, is is there a reason that you can't just go do this Operation Groundswell or something like that and go to another country? Is there some kind of requirements or, or is, it, is it monetary? Or? You know, I, I, um, I don't remember exactly what the protocol is. I looked into it a few years ago. Um, 
I can't remember exactly if they're doing those those water well projects anymore. I think it just that's sort of what put me on to the idea of the water well projects. But um, you know, the engineers without borders, like you said, that's probably a good thing to jump into now. Operation Groundswell, I think, would cost me. Okay. Even if it didn't cost me, I wouldn't be making income, and I need to be making income right now. So you have responsibilities that you have financially that you that you need to make income. You yeah. You know, in other words, you couldn't just go work in another country for a year and just live off whatever they pay you there. You need to be making income. Well, I mean, if they paid me there, I could. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm just trying to get you to think outside of the box. So like one of your options might be to find an or I mean, there's there's a lot of things like this Operation Groundswell Engineers Without Borders, the Peace Corps. I mean, there's so many different kinds of organizations like this. One option that you could have potentially is that if you couldn't find a t- traditional engineering job here locally, mm-hmm. you could just potentially say, you know what, I really want this bad enough. I'm just going to kind of pack my bags, you know, uh, get rid of most of my um, possessions and just go to, you know, a third world country and live there for a year or two and do this job. I won't need a lot of money because you don't need a lot of money to live there. I'll gain a lot of experience, hands-on experience. I'll meet a lot of people, you know, in the field. And, you know, that's an option. I mean, you know, as long as you're okay with relocating and stuff, that's potentially an option. But, you know, I just want to bring that up because sometimes we think that the option is, you know, you have to get this traditional job and you need to get this salary and stuff. This is another potential option for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I, th- I think it would be kind of hard to, to leave New York City right now um, just because of, you know, stuff I have going on here. Like with my dad, he's not doing too well. And just a lot of Pete family and friends in the air, it'd be hard to get away right now. Okay, but that's fine. I do appreciate that as an as a I'm gonna keep that out there, you know. Yeah, keep that out there. But let's so let's assume you're gonna stay local now and let's look at some other steps. So if you're if you can't get an engineering job in the environmental field right away because of the experience levels, which is certainly possible, mm-hmm. then this scenario that I would consider is to get a job doing the IT, like you said, or some job that can potentially, you know, that could pay the bills, whatever the job is. Mm-hmm. I guess if it's you know, if it's in the engineering world or IT related it's probably better than if it's not. Right. Then what I would do is is I would try to do two other things. One, take some of the coursework that you mentioned. But secondly, well, it's actually three things. I'll break up the next one into two. Secondly, and I would actually do this first, is I would go to find environmental engineering associations, whether it's like the American Society of Civil Engineers or um, there's more very niche environmental engineering associations I would attend some of their events, their networking events, their social events, their dinners. There's got to be things like this in in New York City and get to know people in that field. And number one, you can ask them any questions that you have about the field to start to learn stuff. You can also ask them other questions like, is there certain courses I should take? Is there certain certifications I should take? Is there a certain computer program? Maybe I could take a course on that to make me more valuable. Like, for example, I know from some of the members in my IECD community that the ENVSP credential, which I don't know much about, is becoming more important in that field. So I would actually do that first if I were you before you start to jump into some coursework so you could understand from them, you know, make sure you're going in the right direction. Right. That's one thing I would do. And then the third thing I would do is... I would try to join Engineers Without Borders. I believe that anybody can join. It's volunteer. 
Um, there's a big chapter in New York City. You can join. They have night meetings, and you can actually start to work on environmental projects in other countries. And if you're lucky enough, depending on how active the group is and how active you are, you may even get selected to go on one of their trips to the countries to implement the project or check up on the project. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so let me outline those steps again for everyone listening here. So the first step for Ben would be to maintain or get a job in the IT world to keep his income level at where it has to be. The second step would be to get involved in any environmental professional associations and not necessarily join them. I mean, I'm sure you can attend some of their events just as a non-member to get to network and get to meet people and get to ask questions. I mean, there's nothing better about trying to get into a new industry than talking to people that are already there and starting to build that network. And who knows? I mean, if you get really lucky, maybe you'll find someone there that's looking to give you a part-time job or something to try out and get right into the field, which would be ideal. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're at least learning about the certs, learning about the guidelines, learning about opportunities of how you can make yourself more marketable in that field. And then lastly, you can start to act on that information, whether it's getting a credential, going to some school courses or some webinars or whatever, whatever the case may be. So that's kind of the the steps that I would follow if I were you. And obviously, as soon as you think you feel ready to try to get a job, or if you talk to enough people, you might be able to get something, but that would kind of be my progression. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it sounds really good. It makes a lot of sense just kind of like covering all the bases, the income, and then sort of starting to get my foot in the door and make those connections, those relationships. Yeah, I'm just starting to think about, you know... um, you recommended reading or listening to, I got the audiobook for uh, how to win friends and influence people. And, um, you know, it's just an amazing resource. So I'm, I think I can like really leverage that when, you know, when meeting people in, um, at these meetings, you know, at these professional meetings. That's exactly it. And, and for those of you who are listening to the show for the first time, I do a career changing tip at the end of each show where I try to give, listeners a tip that really changed their career, changed their life. And Ben is referencing one of them that I gave in an earlier podcast about the Dale Carnegie book. And that's exactly what I was going to say next, Ben, is you can use those skills like that and networking skills when you go to these events. And really when you go to these events, just be inquisitive, you know, and just tell people, you know, it seems like just from talking to you for a few minutes, you're really established in this field or you're pretty knowledgeable on this field and my dream goal is to get into this field you know how could you help me can you give me any advice can you give me any resources or point me in the right direction and I know just speaking for myself that if a younger engineer came up to me at an event and asked me that question and I was in that field I mean I would definitely help them I mean and I think you'll find that to be the case when you approach someone like that in that way you know they'll be pretty helpful so that's something I would do and one more thing that I can add on to that is If you go on LinkedIn, you can also find some environmental groups, like really niche groups, and you could probably join some of those groups. And even if you don't get that engaged in it, you can just read some of the discussions and just learn from people Mm -hmm. and just see what they're talking about and be able to pick up some of the industry trends. Right, right. That's great. Right. So I think think you got a pretty good plan of attack here. Let me know what you think. Let me know. Do you have any other questions right now that are popping up for you before we before we close things off and, and you can get started on this? No, I guess the, the, the 
kind of unknowns that remain are, um, you know, I'm in the interview phases of this, um, this IT position. I have a phone interview for them tomorrow, which would lead into an in-person interview, I believe. So that kind of remains to be seen. And then I've been to a couple of professional society meetings. I went to, uh, I think it was, um, NIWIA, uh, New York Water, uh, Environmental Association. And, uh, it was pretty interesting. I guess the, the, the trick is really making the connections there. Um, I guess I got to keep listening to Dale Carnegie because it kind of felt, I just kind of felt like an oddball a little bit half the time, just sort of standing on the out, not, not exactly on the outside of the room, but I kind of, I kept thinking like, how am I going to engage people? All I could think was like, okay, how do I get into this field? And it was kind of hard to focus on just building the relationships with people. But I think that's what I need to do. Hey, Ben, here, here's what you can try. And I know it sounds a little silly, but just play dumb. You know, when you go to these things, just walk up to someone and say, how you doing? I'm not an environmental engineer. I'm not in this field, but I, my dream is to be one. I really want to be one. And I'm here to try to mm-hmm. seek some guidance and seek some help. And I'm just wondering if you can give me any advice on the courses to take or companies to talk to or mentors that I can find or really anything is what I'm here looking for. Just start like that. You know, most of the time, like I said, if you start like that and people see someone in need, their general instinct is going to be to help, you know? And I think, I think what you don't want to do, Ben, is you don't want to go in there and try to act like quiet or like, you know, sneaky or, you know, just be out in the open and just be totally honest and just say, you know, I really have no idea about this industry. I'm here because I want to learn and I want to get into it. And I think Mm. that you'll find that if you do that, people will be more apt to help you. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just coming right out with it. Yeah. Yep. And as far as the, as far as the interview goes, I certainly wish you good luck with that. And if you go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash session 10, uh, that podcast session is called acing the engineering job interview. You should get some good tips off of that for the interview. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, great. I'm listening to that right now. All right, Ben. Yeah, that's this is great. I appreciate you um spending the time with me and just kind of walking over, you know, what's what the plan is. It um yeah, I feel more prepared, so it's great. Great. And for those of you out there listening, I'm sure there's many people out there, engineers that listen to this show that want to make a change in their career, that want to go from one discipline to the other. So some of the stuff that Ben and I spoke about will be listed in the show notes for this show, as well as the links of some of the websites we mentioned, like the Groundswell and EWB. And you'll be able to get those show notes at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash changing over. That's just one word, changing over. You know, again, the whole idea of changing over from one discipline to another, it's very common. It's a question I get all the time. And that's the reason that I wanted to have Ben on and, and do this show. So with that, Ben, I wish you the, the absolute best of luck and hopefully we'll catch up and I can hear how you're doing on a few months from now. And with that, we're going to jump over and head for our career changing tip to end off the show. Okay. Thanks a lot, Anthony. Career changing tip. All right. Now it's time for our career changing tip. And as you heard before, I mentioned, or Ben mentioned the one about the Dale Carnegie book. And that's the point of these tips. You could take it implement it into your career and literally see a change like tomorrow. And so for today's career changing tip, I want to kind of play off of the coaching segment we just had. And I want you to do this. I want you to take a blank piece of paper and I want you to write down one of your goals and the traditional route for getting there. 
So, for example, and this is just a real simplified example, your goal might be to get a master's degree in a certain field, right? So you would write down the application process, call some different schools, visit different schools, find local schools, and take the courses. And then I want you to think about right next to it, write down in a non-traditional method of doing that. So maybe it's, again, this is a simplified example, but maybe it's an online engineering course. You didn't think about online. So you start to research everything online and talk to people or look at different kinds of master's programs other than maybe instead of an MBA, a master's in engineering management. So my point is, is what I want you to do is I want you to think outside the box, be unconventional, be non-traditional. And that's what I talked a little bit to Ben about, who just assumed in the beginning he would have to stay put in New York City and do his job. And then we talked about possibilities of just traveling somewhere else, selling everything, going and living your passion. So the point of this career-changing tip is you may be chasing a goal in your career for a long time, not realizing that there's many other ways to get there. If you think about your why and understand why you really want that goal, I bet you that there's several different vehicles that can help you to achieve it. All right, so with that, we're going to end off today's show, and I want to remind you that I have a tremendous amount of free resources for engineers on my website at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash free resources. Please take advantage of them, and if any of you are interested in ever coming on the show, you can also just contact me through the contact page on the website. Until then, I will catch you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano. Transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.